My mind's been wiped. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Bowl after bowl. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7. It's Bowl After Bowl, bowl after with bowl. your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Clothing is optional, but pot is not. Don't tell me high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Sir Spencer and Dane Morgan. They have some of the most soothing voices I've ever heard in podcasting. Bowlafterbowl.com. That's right. Bowlafterbowl.com. We're coming live on another Token Tuesday. Where else are you going to get those soothing voices? In the bowl. In the bowl. Yes, that is episode 105 on September 21st, 2021. And the rumors are true, I am Mr. Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And once again, coming to you with a little wolf cub named John on my lap, I'm Dame DeLorean. Oh, man, oh, man. Great week, huh? Oh, yeah. Feels feeding, up, feeding off of that uh, full moon energy. No doubt. <laughs> All the wolves. The days feel like... The days go by so quick, but it feels like way longer than a week. Doesn't it? It Since sure we were last does. Sitting down here. We've been kicking butt on Pop's farm, though. Taking some names, kicking some butts. I call it the farm, even though it's not yet a farm. Well, I mean, it hasn't really been a full week since we sat down here, because on Friday, on Friday morning when all the bullers were at work or asleep, <laughs> we uh, had a Bulls with Buds with Abel Kirby. Yeah, a little wake and bake session. Yeah, First of a, its kind. A little different, a little, uh, little awesome. It was awesome for sure. It was very fun. Uh, if you want to listen to that, if you missed it, you can go to bullswithbuds.com for that one and all of the other Bulls with Buds interviews. So Bulls with Buds is just kind of a different format where we interview our buds in the bull. It's pretty simple, self-explanatory. Counts as a normal bull after bull episode, you know, so that was 104. We just put it in the same feed, churn them out as we can find time and guests. And uh, yeah, we hope to bring in more of those real soon. But Abel Kirby, that was a good talk. Talked a lot about anime conventions. A lot about anime conventions, yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, but it was fun. Which you guys can go on and on about. Oh, I know. Reminiscing. But, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what's these go done? You were lost in the grocery store. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I loved it, though. It was great. But then you guys got to talk about your music project. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about Ablecraft and what's going on over there with that project turned podcast. Um, so, yeah, it was a great ed- interview. Check it out if you have the time. And uh, we want to start out. Some people are asking, "Who's the new guy? What's this uh, this new guy that you got on the on the board?" Well, oh, yeah, you might remember on episode one hundred three last Tuesday we talked about a donor, uh, Justice from Two J's in a Pod, which is a show, uh, and he found our show through No Agenda Social, and so I checked it out, and he has a little segment in here where he just says lovely things about us and so i figured i would clip that out because you know it's not that often that people say lovely things about us on their shows um at least not the new shows that we've never like listened to 
So, um, I know I can find it in here. I clipped it especially for you guys. I'll probably have to turn off my uh, other music, won't I? Yeah, that would be a good idea. Just to play it. Just to say, uh, you know, that it happened. We clipped it. We, we were listening. I told John I was going to hijack this section. So, today, for my two-minute rundown, I'm going to do a quick rundown on some of the great podcasts I listen to and where you can find them. And most of these operate on the value-for-value system, just like we do. So, I would appreciate it if you would check them out. First podcast I want to talk about today is called Bowl After Bowl. And Bowl After Bowl is a podcast from two nights, well, a night and a dame from the No Agenda uh, Roundtable, which is uh, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. And uh, this, I found this on No Agenda Social when they were posting their new episodes up. And I downloaded it. It was, you could subscribe right to it on their web page, but I can't speak now. Web pipe. Which was bowlafterbowl.com. <laughs> That's that web pipe. And not only did I subscribe there, you can download or listen to the episodes right there as well. I was able to get them right on my mobile phone app, which I use Podbean. I know it's not a podcasting 2.0 app. I'm getting there. I'm slow at all these things. Um Overall, I have to say I was very impressed with the shows I started listening to. I started listening right on uh, episode 100, a very chill podcast. Uh, it's the only it's a, it's the only podcast where clothing is optional, but pot is not. So definitely check that out if you're a pro four four twenty. Um, I have to say that Sir Spencer and Dame Delorean. They have some of the most soothing voices I've ever heard in podcasting. This guy very not relaxing. Like us. No, not not. They don't grade on it. They're they're very chill. <laughs> um, but after listening to the episodes, I started checking out some older ones as well as keeping up with all the new ones. Have to say, it comes out Tuesday nights at nine p.m. You, they also do, I believe, record live, so you can check that out. They have a voicemail line. You can call, and leave messages. They do cool little uh, things like they'll say. Tell us about the first time you blank, and then you call and can leave a voicemail. They review them on the show. Very interactive. Sweet people. Love them. Um, I actually donated to their show, throwing some value for value their way myself because I enjoyed it and I spent time listening. Please, if you enjoy us and you enjoy 420, check them out, bowlafterbowl.com. Thank you for the value for value. Yes, thank you, Justice. So, I mean, not only does the guy sound like he could be – David Medus's twin brother. <laughs> I mean, doesn't he just have the? Doesn't he, he sound like Medus? He just have the Medus voice. Um, but wow, I can't even promo myself that good. So he got like all of our memes and our themes and stuff, and uh, just great, just great plug. Thank you. That was very sweet, Justice. And uh, I, I do, I warn you that you do have to trudge through a lot of uh, abortion argument. To get to that lovely plug in episode 46, Mission Aborted, that they did. Uh, it's their latest episode, but uh, we do thank you for that shout-out. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, such nice things to say. It always just like was blushing out listening to that. So, thanks. And, of course, uh, it was just a chock full of ices I could have take, uh, taken. I'll probably go back and even take more, but he had... Two different versions of Bowl After Bowl and BowlAfterBowl.com. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. BowlAfterBowl.com. BowlAfterBowl.com. He had... uh, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. And, uh, of course, 
Our tagline. Clothing is optional, but pot is not. And our soothing voices. They have some of the most soothing voices I've ever heard in podcasting. I will say, uh, Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, I don't mind your opinion. I won't argue with you. <laughs> I like his opinion. So thanks, yeah. Two days, two com. Yeah, check them out. How you like them apples? Uh, well, up front, we always like to thank uh, people who help us put this show together. Our producers, our bowlers... Uh, we are a value for value podcast, just like Two Jays in a Pod is. Just like we learned from uh, the men themselves, John and Adam, at, over at No Agenda, NoAgendaShow.net. Uh, we are value for value. That just means we do the show. We put it out there. It's yours. You can listen to it. You can throw it in the dustbin. You can ash it. You can do whatever. But all we ask is, in return, just if it gave you value, if you got some smile, some relaxation out of it. Uh, return that value in the form of time or talent or treasure. Time, talent, treasure. It's all it takes to put the show together. Um, we don't have any PayPal's this week. However, I did want to point out this week, if if there's people out there that are like, oh, I'm going to do that, and like rushing to PayPal, wait, hold on, stop. Because if you didn't uh, hear it in the donation segment on No Agenda last I wanted to say it was last Thursday. It was Thursday or Sunday, sometime last week. I want to say it was two Sundays ago. Um, we did lose a night from the No Agenda Nation, and it was a pretty messed up event. I guess there was like a long time feud brewing with his neighbor, uh, but his neighbor ended up shooting and killing him. Uh, dude was only 35. And there is a uh, fundraiser going on for his benefit. Noagendafamily.com. So really for this show, I don't want you guys rushing over right now to our PayPal. Just because we didn't get a PayPal this week, I would rather you rush over to noagendafamily.com. Because uh, we're going to be here for a while. You know, our show is going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But this campaign is just going on, I think, for 50 more days or something like that. Uh, and they're just trying to raise money for the family. He left behind a wife and three little girls. And I just really can't fathom what they must be going through. The memorial was this past Sunday. Uh, and there's just, you know, bills bills to pay. And uh, we just want to make sure that family's taken care of. So noagendafamily.com. Go there. Make a donation. Even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's just a little chip in. Uh, we did uh, ourselves. And we encourage you to do that as well. Um Yes, the Joe Carter Memorial, it has been posted, thank you, Boobery, in the bowl. And we'll have a link in the show notes, too. We'd like to we'd like to get into that $10,000 mark at least. It's the uh, campaign goal, and right now they're over halfway there. They're about $5,700 raised. Um, so, yeah, again, just um, I want to direct all the energy that way this week. Uh as far as the Satoshis, that's another cool way that you can contribute your treasure. So we are uh, Podcast 2.0 compliant in the value tag. We have a little value tag. And it points to two different nodes. So you can stream us Satoshis. That's little fractions of Bitcoins. And this week we had uh, a little more than 14,000 sats streamed to the show. So we appreciate Woo. that. Uh, we do have an executive producer for today. That will be C-Mike. 
who tried to send us a boostergram via fountain. And I did not get it on my end because I'm not parsing these boostergram messages yet. Uh, although I have been in talks with Dave Jones to try and get something set up. Um, but let's start with C Mike first. I do know what his boostergram said, but only because he sent me a screen cap of it. Oh. Uh, he boostergrammed us f- uh, 4,200. And uh, C Mike says, a little value for value for you. Boostergrams are fun, even if Fountain makes sending them a complete pain in the ass smoke on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks, C Mike. That's uh, C Mike talking right there. Um, yeah, it's kind of, um, boostergrams are like new territory, so as far as I know, you can send them in Podfriend, you can send them in CurioCaster, you can send them via Fountain, and Breeze just added them recently too. With Breeze, you have to hold down on the boost button in order to get the, uh, met the, the options to pop up to actually send a boostergram, so... I've been testing them. I still haven't got any boostergrams on my end. Uh, Although I have gotten transactions in the past that do have a comment attached to them. Um, I haven't got any boostergrams. So I'm trying to figure out how they work. Uh, There is a little program that uh, Dave Jones turned me on to. And it's available on the GitHub of podcastindex.org. So uh, I think that their GitHub name is like podcastindex.org hyphen org instead of dot org and let me let me look up the name of the exact tool real quick it's called extract lv so if you go to podcast index hyphen org slash extract lv on the github that's where you'll find it and the walkthrough is pretty easy for raspy blitz it basically uses um a service called pushover to give you push messaging notifications for boostograms when you get them. Um, it's just a Python script that sits and runs on your local machine. Um, a couple of things that I wasn't really sure that I did correctly, one of them is that you have to set up a, a cron tab on your Raspi Blitz that runs the that runs that Python script periodically that just checks for new um, TLVs. So that's what you're really doing. You're looking for a TLV record that is a boostogram. So, you know, I'm like one pinky toe in the stuff and the rest of my body completely out. So it's been a little headache, a little bit of brick wall action. But um, I think I'm like 80% of the way there. I just need to figure out how to get uh, to the finish line. So we're still in talks with Dave how to figure that out and hopefully by next show uh, I'll be able to read all your boostograms all your wonderful boostograms and that'll be another way to contribute yay boostograms boost a boost a boostograms so uh, yes thank you thank you everybody thank you for the value for value and I guess we should always remind people the first rule first rule smoking first rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time so go over check out uh, com and uh, help them and don't be bumming don't, Don't be, be bumming. bumming. There's super easy ways to support this show, too. You can always just pass the bowl to a friend who you think might like it and That's might true. enjoy the show. Yes. Um, and another way is every week we have a first time I ever topic that we cover. This week it's the first time I ever lost a tooth. And if you want, you can just go ahead and... Call 816 607 
Yeah, exactly. Tell us uh, about the first time you lost a tooth. We've got some voicemails already in. Yeah, voicemails are value. And if you are voice shy, remember, you can always text us as well. Yeah. Send nudes. Send nudes. You can send pictures, too, of whatever. But, you know, if you send your nudes, that's a bonus for all of us. Lorraine, <laughs> <laughs> always uh, leaning in on the nudes. Uh, yes. Yes. Speaking of the text line... Uh, Farmer Todd texted in, Duck Duck Weed can't call this week. Tractor driving and corn shopping till the job is done. Hope your pond is as clear as an equinox night in Missouri. I can't really remember the first time I lost a tooth, but vaguely remember losing a tooth. I just remember the crazy need to wiggle it and get the damn thing out. Maybe like the way deer need to rub their antlers to remove the velvet or when you have a bug bite itch. So cheers, bowlers. Be positive. This harvest season has put me in a good mood. Lots of feed to make the cows, pigs, and chickens fat and sassy. Keep eating, and hopefully y'all have more than a tooth to chaw with in the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl, in Farmer the Todd. bowl, baby. Well, geez, you just uh, got a few things to talk about all piled up there. Uh, the first of which being, it is the uh, fall equinox today, right? Is uh, that right? Is it? Uh, happy equinox? If it is, I know it's 921, fall. 921, that it's would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, technically, uh, last night at 243 was the... Um, moment of the equinox, but yes, September 21st. Here we are. Happy fall. We are in fall officially, which fall is fantastic. Which is fantastic. Uh, and he also talked about uh, a clear pond. Hope your pond is clear. Well, we did uh, try to clean Pop's pond out. That was one of the big tasks over the weekend. Um, now I'm trying to remember what all the tasks were. Was oh, this the goodness. weekend that we did the bathroom, uh, bathroom racks? Yes. Did the bathroom racks. We fixed a drawer that was off of the uh, track, uh, dresser drawer. Uh, by the way, that bathroom towel rack, I mean, that thing is, we anchored it in the wall, so it's just sturdy as a house. Like, I think you could damn near fall over and catch, your th- catch yourself on this cheap $20 Walmart bathroom rack. Mm. Yeah. It looks nice, too. It's well done. Some, uh... It's well done. We had, to, we had to go grab some for our house. Cause we have this yeah. big pain-in-the-ass wood ones. Yeah. Where you you set it up and then you have no access to your toilet tank if things go wrong. You have no any p- spot to move or clean around the bottom. It's just they're white also so, so the kids just like to color on them with crayons and crap every time you're not looking. And they've already fallen apart half of them. Yeah. They've got like doors that have fallen apart. So, you know, the things with the doors with that cheap particle board, it's not the way to go. Cheap Chinese shit. Not the way to go. Uh, but then, cleaning out the pond, so duckweed has just totally covered the pond, because it's just that time of year. And it's choking out the oxygen in the pond. The fish can't get enough oxygen. We scooped 30 to 40 dead fish out of the pond two weekends ago. And so, we want to get the duckweed out, but at the very least, just be circulating water and um, having a little water running back in to push oxygen back down into the pond, so... My dad bought an old sump pump, a used sump pump off of the, f- he's been using like the Facebook market thing. Face bag marketplace. I don't know. I deleted my Facebook, so I'm not seeing all of that, but, um, good yeah, he got, riddance. Yeah, like an $80 sump pump used. And then when you're pumping it through this 
uh, we kind of built a filter box out of an old two by six and some aluminum window screen, holding it onto the bottom with the old uh, trim that he found in the garage. Just all this scrap lumber that you know you move into a new house and you see somebody's old scrap lumber around. And uh, we cut up his dog leash and made handles on each side, so there's four handles on it. And yeah, that's uh, it's doing a little bit at a time. Uh, Long term would like a better solution, but at least now we're moving water around and churning it around. Well, you got the sub pump uh, hooked into like this PVC pipe, and it's a whole contraption. Yeah, you guys put together. Yes, it is. But got the water moving. Got the water moving. And I got my ass moving. Oh yeah! I st- stripped down and jumped in the pond and got to go for a. Started chopping a, just the vines and the trees that are hanging into the pond around the edge. It's like we've played with getting them in the boat, but it's just such a pain in the ass to position and maneuver the boat that it was just easier to hop in there and start chopping away uh, just myself. <laughs> so that's what I did. It was nice that that pond is like refreshingly cold. Is it spring-fed? I want to say so, but I'm not really sure. I'm Hmm. not sure. I don't even know which way it flows. I thought it flowed... I thought it was flowing north, but now I'm not so sure after that rain. You know what else was this weekend? When you chopped down that little walnut tree growing next to the big walnut tree and revealed the point at the fishing spot on the pond. Yeah, there's like a little... perfect point for sending the boat off and stuff that was all hidden behind that. It was a little point that had like a crappy tree and mostly just deep weeds. And, uh, you know, it's that time of year, the fall, so they throw all of the weed eaters on clearance. So we got a four-stroke weed eater for my pop that was uh, pretty cheap, under 100 bucks, and uh, cleared the hell out of some weeds, man. Smacked them all down. It's just like one project after another out there, just getting better and better. One little bit at a time. Pop got to finally use the fire pit we bought for him Father's Day of, what, 2018? Yeah. On that point, or and nine, it was just... 18 or 19, I can't remember. Yeah. It's at least two Father's Days ago, maybe three. It was in the box still when he moved, but this was the perfect time, the perfect occurrence for the fire pit. Yeah. Yeah, every weekend out there it gets better and better, man. Just kicking butt. It's hard to come home, though. Yeah, I have... So much fun. It's wild because I just have a, a night and day difference of of motivation factor. Like when I'm out there, I just want to like cowboy up and get shit done. And then I come back here and it's like there's a lot of projects that have started and been neglected. And I'm just, it's harder to get the ball rolling now when I come back here. Imagine that in the bowl. Right? Hard to get the <laughs> ball rolling. I can't believe it. But yeah, you also uh, carried that big old countertop that was in the kitchen out and moved his hutch there his wooden hutch man you kicked ass put the uh, the uh, living room in order there was a got lot. the kitchen kind of in order yeah there was a lot done this week making moves this weekend no doubt that was awesome you know who else is making moves who's that Publix. they donated 33 million pounds of produce to feeding american food banks oh which is good because apparently 33% of Denver's population is facing food insecurity. Oh. So, hoping some of that produce finds its way to those folks. Uh, and then I saw this article this week. After 33 years, parents of brain-damaged kids 
get to express disgust with Florida program. I was like, what is this all about? Well, they were talking about NICA, the Neurological Injury Compensation Association, uh, which basically covers the asses of obstetricians who uh, cause brain damage at birth in the hospitals with uh, negligent use of vacuum extractors and forceps. Oof. Yeah. So this group, this association, was sitting on $1.5 billion while the parents of these brain-damaged kids had to give up their careers and jobs, give up their lives, basically, to become full-time caregivers. And I guess they got some monthly stipends uh, from the group, but not enough to cover the actual expenses of taking care of a brain-damaged person. Um, and, and they shared some stories about how the administrators would spend thousands of dollars in legal fees to avoid paying parents a few hundred dollars to cover home renovations and buy wheelchairs and such. Um, so this uh, program was overhauled. The executive director resigned. Now the board includes a parent who was served by NICA, or, you know, disserved, really, and an advocate for disabled children, and they made three policy changes. First, to reimburse families for home renovations that they paid for out of pocket before this uh, rehaul, the reform, happened. Uh, then to pay families for caregiving for their brain-damaged children while they're hospitalized because... Apparently, when the kids ended up in the hospital, the support, the little stipend they received would stop coming, even though hospitals didn't give them adequate care at all. Hmm. Only the parents really could. Um, and then the last policy change they made is to expand compensation to families who have difficulty affording transportation expenses. So, just a crazy story. I was like, what is this? And yeah. it's, it's Florida-specific, this program. Seems, seems kind of out like, of nowhere, almost. Think about that. Florida has so many traumatic births that it had to create an association to cover the asses of these people who deliver babies. Jeez. Isn't that messed up? I was it trying is. to see if there's anything like that in Missouri, so I could, you know, bitch about it on the show and say, I don't want my tax money, you know, supporting that. But I didn't see anything. Huh. So weird. It is weird. Uh, did you see the meteorologist in Michigan who was just fired for not getting a COVID shot? No. Yeah, he worked there for 33 years, wouldn't you know? I'll be damned. Yeah, he posted a long, eloquent face bag statement, though. Do you want me to read it? Like, it's it's really well written. It's just a little lengthy. Yeah, I mean, go oh, for okay, it. Okay, all right. Why the heck not? He says... This was uh, published on September 15th. His name is Carl Bonac. Today, it is with a heavy heart I announce after over 33 years, I am no longer employed at TV6. I am sad, but to borrow a quote from a famous ball player, I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth because I had a dream as a kid to be a weatherman. That dream came true, and to top it off, I got to broadcast weather for one of the most challenging, beautiful spots in the United States. As an added bonus, the people I broadcast to all across Upper Michigan were so kind and encouraging. Thank you for watching. I am leaving TV6 because the station's corporate owner, Gray Television, has mandated vaccination against COVID-19 for anyone entering a property owned by the company. Since I chose not to take one of the shots, I was fired. 
Many of you have taken one of these injections, and that is absolutely your right. It is also my right to choose the medical options I feel are right for me. I have authority over my body. I have decided against the vaccine option first and foremost because the manufacturers of these injections have absolutely no liability if injury or death occurs after the shot. I asked myself, would I buy brakes for my vehicle if the brake company had no liability if the brake failed? No. So I will certainly not allow medicine in my body from a company that does not stand behind its product. Now, if the risk of death from COVID would be significant, I might take a chance and get injected. However, for a normally healthy adult not housed in a nursing home or not suffering from serious comorbidities, the chance of surviving COVID is well over 99%. I will take the chance and go without a shot. I choose not to risk serious side effects. The abrogation of our liberty and freedom under the guise of a pandemic is very disturbing to me. Hopefully, whether you lean right or left, you are concerned about what has occurred the last year and a half. I just wanted to go about my business, live and let live, and keep my mouth shut. But this act by the federal government through corporate America has brought me to a crossroads. Our way of life, our freedom and liberty is collapsing before our eyes. Many of you have served in the U.S. military, or you know friends, relatives, and family members who have served. It's a strong tradition here in the U.P. They have served... And some have given their limbs and even their lives to preserve our freedom and liberty. It's time to wake up to what is occurring here in America and across the world. We are being bludgeoned with fear, I believe, in an effort to control us. Eminent doctors, virologists, and epidemiologists who post facts contradicting the official accepted narrative regarding COVID are being censored. Some are losing their jobs. It's time to honor those who served. For me, I honor them by saying, enough. I have the right to choose. We all do. If we do nothing, we lose that right. One last thought. A distillation of a portion of Jefferson's masterpiece, the Declaration of Independence. When tyranny becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Those who love America and the freedom and liberty it stands for must speak up. Hopefully it's not too late. And I just thought, wow, what a hero. Yeah, I'm What no a doubt. guy. Think of all the people that read that. You know, he's got 7,000 reactions on the face bags. You know, people who just watch the news, just sit and watch the news and just wonder, what happened to Carl? Where'd he go? What are, where's our weatherman that I've known for 33 years? Yeah. Well, you know. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, so I, I got up this morning and uh, did what I've done uh, for the past, like, I don't know, almost 10 months. I uh, got up and didn't get the goof shot. <laughs> did it again, man. I just keep doing that. I just keep not getting it. Day after day, bowl after bowl. Yeah. feel pretty good today. Yeah, well, you know. I'm grateful that I have not had to make a decision or be fired or, you know, because I would just say, no, I'm not getting it. But I'm also very grateful to be uh, in the gig economy where no one has asked me to. I know, man. Because <laughs> I don't have I to was... tell them to shove it up their ass and get all mad. It was what tearing me up a couple weekends ago, and I'm glad that we never actually got into it on the bull uh, last week because it was, like, much more raw last week. But it's like even the diehards I know now, all of my friends have had to roll over and get it. Because they felt like they had no choice. And it's like, I can't really be mad at the victims of this shit, you know? Right. Uh, if I had 
a big plot of land and this job that I thought was irreplaceable, then it'd be tough for me. But I've just always come from a different philosophy anyway. Like, uh, I had this great job. I've, I've referred to it before on the bull. I used to make cookie dough at this cookie place. And that was where I first even got into podcasts just because it was the perfect job to just zone out and make, you know, thousands of cookies worth of cookie dough and you're just making dough and using a mixer and uh, portioning out the cookies and throwing them in the freezer. Doing that for eight hours, nine hours at a time, you got to just knock out some podcasts while you do it. Everyone else in there was like a delivery driver, basically. There was like one manager and one counter girl. And then everybody else just was running around me, you know. So I didn't really interact with anybody at the shop. I was just the guy making dough for like, you know, the rest of the week's cookies. I was making I was making dough for the cookies they were going to sell in two days plus time, you know. And it was a great job. Paid good. Uh, I liked it. Uh, it was interesting. And it allowed me to listen to all these podcasts. And I'd been wearing a bandana for my hair to keep my hair out of the dough, which was in line with the county health code um, as one of the acceptable hair, you know, I don't know what you call it, a hair holder or whatever the fuck. It was was literally spelled out in the county health code that a bandana was one of the appropriate measures to take for long hair uh, to keep it out of food. And so uh, this new girl comes in and she doesn't know what she's doing and she's getting hair in the dough. And so then they decide they're going to make everybody wear these lunch lady hairnets. I say, I ain't wearing no lunch lady hairnet. I'm going to wear the bandana that I've been wearing for six months. And uh, it came down to, I just quit over it. I was like, no, nah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That's all. Find somebody else to make your dough. See, I will quit a job over the tiniest encroachment of my own personal comfort. So when it comes to this huge bullshit uh, medical intervention? No. No, I'm going to quit way well before it gets to even then. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's all. No, thank you. Because this is the thing people don't really realize. Like, Your employer is looking at you and your performance, and if it's even a little bit off, or you start to suck, or they don't like what you're doing they're ready to replace you. They'll just get rid of you. They'll replace you. And that fact keeps a lot of people in fear and just like doing a lot of pleasing things at work. They're like just, they want to placate the boss. They want to keep them happy. For me, I just look at the same as they're looking at me. Like it's an equal, uh, I'm selling you my time. All right. So this isn't just like, uh, I come work here and now you own me for like the time that I'm here. Like I punch in and then you own me for 12 bucks an hour. Like, no, that's not how this works. I'm selling you my labor for a pre-negotiated price. And I'm constantly negotiating that price higher as I learn more skills and become more valuable at your company. But you're not the only employer in town. You're not the only rodeo. Give me a break, man. Just like you can replace me with some other idiot off the street, I can replace you with some other employer. Like that. That's all right. And it's never been more true than right now. Every fucking place I go to is hiring. Every fucking restaurant, every copy shop, every hardware store, every place I walk into and spend money is hiring. So why? Why, why would I give a shit? No. 
the job is so replaceable right now. And that's just that's just been my philosophy for a long time. And I know a lot of people see it differently, or there's a lot of yeah buts, and that's fine. Like everybody's different. You can you can have your own philosophy. I'm not saying that you're wrong if you believe differently, but that's just how I've approached things for a long time. A very and, long uh, time. You know, I mean, there's obviously some cons to it. Like my income is kind of spread out via a lot of little hustles here and there. And like you're saying, gig work, gig economy, contract work. You know, I don't I don't have a set schedule where I've, you know, got income I can count on exactly every single week. But, um, you know. I do because the transcription bots suck. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there to, you know. I've always been the big believer in, like, if you need money, you can go get the money. Well, there's a, you know, scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality. Correct, And you've yeah. always had the abundance mentality. It wasn't it your first job at a grocery store that you decided to take no shit also? Yeah. Yeah, I worked at the grocery store in my hometown. And um, there was this incident where a few dudes were back there horsing around on a forklift and, like, lifting each other up on the forklift. Um, and they also got into, like, the milk cooler and were throwing things around and they caused a lot of damage and mess and bullshit and i wasn't like involved with that at all but i also wasn't like hey guys stop that cut it out you know i was just kind of like i don't fucking care i'm just gonna eat my sandwich and mind my own business and so they kind of just punished everybody who was on that shift Aww. uh whether they were involved or not they didn't really care and they the straw for me was they wouldn't let us go back on our break. They wouldn't let us go back to the break room, and they wouldn't let us use an employee locker anymore. Mm, and so I just kind of walked in, and I was like, uh, so do you want me to like, finish the scheduled shifts that I have, or you want me to just leave now? Because I didn't want to be scheduled anymore. It's like, I'm not doing this kind of... I'm not going to get punished for what these idiots did. Yeah. I'm not into that. I'm not going to do that, you know? So she's like, well, you might as well leave right now. And so then I took the shirt, <laughs> you know, the grocery store shirt on. I took it off. I tossed it at her and I walked out right there on the spot. And you got a standing ovation. Everybody on the way clapped. <laughs> Everybody clapped. But I don't know, man. Hometown I just have hero. a different, <laughs> just have a different mentality. I, to me, it's not hero. Yeah. It's not even hero. It's just, I don't, I don't want to go to work and be annoyed because it's not worth the money to me. I'm going to I'm going to say no. Sorry. Find somebody else to, you know, prod and poke around, push in your little corner. I can find somewhere else, you know? I mean, at the time I was like a what, a sophomore junior or something like that in in high school. Like I could have literally just revolving door to every company in town the same way and and not run out of businesses before I went to college, you know? Yeah, it's true. And that's in a small town. Like I when I walked out of there, I walked out of the grocery store, having just taken my shirt off and just resigned, and I walked up the hill across the street into the Pizza Hut, grabbed an application, and smashed it out. And I got hired two days later. Like, I was not worried about it, you know? Yeah. There's a big attachment with people in their jobs. No. Not for me, man. I'm just saying in our network of friends I know right, who... Right, yeah. I know, I know. We're staunch, not getting the shot not doing it and then all of a sudden it's a mandate and you're just like well i can't lose my house it's like no fuck that just make them fire you say yeah no. from a legal standpoint it would have been uh better to f- force them to fire you because i don't really think this mandate shit is gonna stand 
I don't think the it has test a of time or the test of courts. But it's hard because people have that short term, and that's how they get so many people to comply. That's what's irritating is uh, there's so many people I know now who have taken it that didn't want it. And that just makes me mad. Like, nobody should have had to take it that didn't want it. And yet there are hundreds of thousands. No, there are millions. There are millions of people in this country now who have taken this shot and they didn't ever want it. And that's wrong. It's just wrong. It's totally wrong. And a a four-year-old could tell you that it's wrong. Our four-year-old could tell you. Well, our four-year-old could tell you a lot of things at the... uh, Upcoming Casey meetup. Oh, that's right. I really have to remember to plug that. Saturday. And I thought it would be a really good, good, good swing out of this. Swing out of this damn topic. Yes. Oh, good, 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 good. This Saturday in beautiful Lenexa, Kansas. In fact, I made a whole promo. Yeah, you did. Uh, that played this Sunday on the No Agenda show. Would you like me to just run it? Oh, please. Let's oh. hear it again. Going to Kansas City. That's right, No Agenda Nation. It's time for another KC Meetup. The Westside Barbecue Boogaloo Edition is coming at you this Saturday at 3.33 p.m. at Mill Creek Streamway Park in beautiful Lenexa, Kansas. There's a playground, so bring the human resources. We're having a friendly barbecue cook-off where all you have to do to win is show up and eat. Dame Blackhammer has set up a sign-up genius page to coordinate the food. Please see noagendameetups.com for more details. RSVP today, and I'll see you there. So yes, Mill Creek Parkway, uh, not 12th Street and Vine, is where we'll be meeting over in Lenexa. Um, on the Sign Up Genius, uh, if you if you're gonna get into it, just let us know what you're gonna bring on the Sign Up Genius. And uh, Dame Blackhammer was kind enough to set that up. Dame Blackhammer, the real MVP. No doubt. I've also got. Um, a KC signal group. So if you're in the area and you'd like to be in the meetup signal group, just uh, shoot me an email, Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com. And I'll actually read it from now on. I fixed all my email crap today. Woo! And there was a lot in the backlog that. Uh, oh, they came through though? They did came. They did come through. They did came through. Did they not, came. Dang old done came through, man. <laughs> I bet there were a lot from me. Uh, there were several arts and show oh, notes from you. Um, womp womp. Yeah, you know. But it's fixed now. That's all that matters. It is fixed. There was an important message regarding our rabbit <gasps> who passed away. No. But then has been replaced. So Jack Hare. Uh, oh. Yes. We need let a me, new let name. Let me read this. Uh, we have some bad news to report at, at some point today, which was September 9th, 12 days ago. Uh, the cover for Jack's enclosure came off and he was exposed to the sun and heat for too long and had heat stroke, which is pretty common for rabbits. Um, RIP little Jack. But they got back at the breeder and the breeder's going to set him up with another buck. Uh, so I saw the picture of him, the new rabbit on No Agenda Social. So, um, they're also working to have an indoor hutch to bring the rabbits in where it's going to be climate controlled when the temperatures are kind of more extreme. Sure. The new buck will retain the title of Jack Harer. He will be appearing in future videos on our channel. Just wanted to keep you all in the loop. So that's our, that's our rabbit update. And I'm so sorry that I missed that. Um, I'm also, you remember that, uh, it was called 
it was like a channel that showed up randomly. It was called uh, Tip uh, Channel or Boost. Oh, Boost Jar. That's what it was called. Uh huh. It was Boost Jar. Uh, well, that was from Harvat on Noage hey. in the Social. So I like posted a screenshot of like, hey, whoever this is, like, cool, it's working. Now that's a guy who figured out how to send me a message through uh, through a boost or through maybe not a boost, but a some kind of a lightning send uh, because his transaction had a comment on it. So I'm interested on how he did that. Harvat, if you listen in, you can hear my voice. Uh, tell me how you did it. Share your secrets. Tell me how you did it. Uh, I was just pulling up also the sign-up genius. So uh, we got five uh, responses. There's nine adults and 11 children so far RSVP'd. We're outnumbered. Come and on out to Kansas City Meetup. So just, we can, uh... just to give you an idea of, of what's going down, uh, what you might potentially miss out on if you don't come to this thing, uh, 15 pounds brisket, 3 pounds burnt ends, 11 pounds ribs, barbecue baked beans, pasta, uh, two enormous watermelons, uh, a low-carb slash keto dessert, uh, spindrift grapefruit, um... Paper plates, yeah, forks, napkins. We have that signed up. Uh, Circus Media covering that, I believe. Yeah, Circus and, Media uh, coming out for the meetup. Uh, I'm psyched. Hoagie burger buns as well for the bur- for the burnt ends and brisket. Ribs, you don't need no. Uh, you don't need nothing but your fingers and your face for the ribs. Net Ned's on his way. Yeah, like in your promo, and you're like, everyone's a winner because we get to all eat it together. Yeah. So that's what's going down. That's what's going down, and uh, there might even be more. Because who knows? Who who knows who didn't get the sign-up genius memo? But uh, yes, the ribs are going to be me and the big ass. Now, there's another one. I'm telling you. Uh, the bowl is infested with wolf spiders, which is uh, probably partially my own fault just because what other kind of spider is going to hang around? Seriously. But one just, <laughs> just crawled up right on the screen. Oh, they love oh, you. Man. They just crawl. They know... They like tease the you. Wolf Spider Whisperer. They know you're going to squish them too. They want, so they, to, like, they want me to declare war. Yeah, they just peek out. They're like, I see you. Goodness and you're like, dang it. Can't reach you there. Yeah, my notes are all over the place. Let me see. Uh, oh, in addition to setting up my email, I've been transferring all of my different accounts and apps and logins and bullshit to a new phone. Because my, oh, fo- yeah. my old phone, it had a little chip in the corner, is how it started. Well, actually, how it really started is, you know, in your case, you have a corner that just frays off like the rubber kind of busts off. And so what I should have done is run out and immediately got a fresh brand new case for my phone when that happened. But I did not And then all of a sudden it was a chip in the corner of the screen. And then all of a sudden it was spider webbing out. And then first time I've ever had this happen in a smartphone, like a purple line showed up on the right side of the screen just a very thin one pixel line from the top to the bottom thought oh great that's kind of weird uh and then a green one showed up and then the purple one turned white and then the green one turned white and a new green one showed up and then all of a sudden it was just like screen loss pixel by pixel Mm. well last weekend the bottom uh, i want to say the bottom 20 percent 25 percent of the screen frizzled out uh, and then it just it just slowly started eating up my screen, so I could see less and less of my screen. I couldn't see the keyboard. It got to where I couldn't really do it, almost anything at all. So I had to get 
kind of a replacement. I get the Galaxy uh, A32, I guess it is. Mm. I don't know. It was like the cheapest Galaxy they had at the T-Mobile store. Yeah, because you were on your way to bartends. They are just like, hey, give me your cheapest phone. Yeah, I was like, give me it cheap and quick. I just need a phone. It's been doing. It's good. It's got me the uh, Super Mutant Five G now, so mm. I'm experimenting with that. Uh, turning into a pumpkin belly or whatever happens to you, I can't remember. It probably just speeds the cancer up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, definitely, good old brain tumors. Definitely something bad or something. I guess teeth might start falling out. I saw a meme <laughs> that said it was bad, so that means it's bad. But it lets me do phone calls again, and I can see. But uh, a lot of that. Uh, you know, the different Satoshi wallets and all that crap. It all takes time to migrate over. In fact, I just got the Sphinx tribe um, back rocking. So that's good. I'm, uh, in fact, uh, Sir Oma, I see your boost in there just now. Yes, Sphinx tribe is indeed rocking again. I, di- I, I won the damn Satoshi lottery again. Again? Another like 9,000 sats. So wow. yeah, that's two, uh, that's two different Satoshi, uh, Two different Satoshi lottery wins. Well, so, that's very I mean, cool. Sphinx is worth it, man. Uh, Sphinx.chat. They really got the Sphinx tribe rocking. Get in there and, uh, yeah, show us what you're made of over in the Sphinx. Man, with all that uh, Satoshi lottery luck, maybe this Friday for our anniversary you should buy a Missouri lottery ticket. Oh, maybe, maybe. Ten years. Ten years ago we met feels this like, Friday. feels not that long at all. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, ten years, three kids. I told I told our oldest daughter because uh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Wendy's as part of the celebration. We're gonna go to a few different places, but we gotta go to Wendy's <laughs> because Wendy's was the first place we ate on our way down to Cannabis uh, Revival in Joplin on the day we met. That's true. So I told my oldest daughter, "You want to go to Wendy's on a Friday?" Because Wendy's is where me and your mom fell in love for the first time, and she was psyched. Because she loves fast food garbage. Yes. But specifically Wendy's. And the Wendy's that we would sometimes take her to burnt down. What's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? There's not that many Wendy's around, which is fine. We don't need fast food. It was a clear Burger King hit job. (laughs) Yeah. Something, something. But, yeah, I'm excited. Plaza Art Fair in the morning. Little, uh... Wendy's uh, lunch, chow, (laughs) we'll see. And then uh, we're going to the Fun Farm. Yep. uh, Fun Farm in my hometown. In Kearney. Kearney, Missouri. Yeah. We discovered them last year. I invited Pop, too, because... He's a fun dude. Yeah, he's fun. He has a farm. He's a fun farm. I mean, I invited the kids. Perfect. So, you know. (laughs) I was thinking all this time, I was like, what kind of romantic uh, thing could I do? Or what kind of like... And then I'm like... That's never what we've ever been about, even know. once. And so then I was like, dude, I'm thinking about this all wrong. Like, what we got to do is what we've always done. Just have a great day. Yeah, just have fun. And uh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, this this has been the best decade of my life. The funnest decade of my life. Oh, shucks. And uh, nobody else would rather spend it with than you. Hell yeah. Same to you. Easily. You're awesome. I love you. I love you too, baby. All right, all right, yeah, all right. What what the fuck? We're just going to... Dude, you cut off my uh, can't stop coofing segment, though. Oh, because yeah. Because the people can't stop coofing. Well, there's coof going on. And the magic number was alive and well this past week, unfortunately. Football couldn't stop it for too long. 
But uh, the U.S. reopened air travel from 33 different countries, but the Canadian border is staying closed. Oh, come on, Justin, you bastard. Bastard. Uh, Alabama's COVID hospitalizations dropped by 33% in three weeks. They had to really work to get that one in there. It's the horse uh, horse paste. In the first post-Ida data release, NOLA Public Schools report 33 COVID-19 cases, uh, which is weird because Ontario had a report that Catholic student COVID-19 cases were up 33% in one day. And then there's another school story saying that at least 33 Kentucky K-12 through school employees have died of COVID since 2020. Neat. They waited till that 33rd one passed, you know, and they wrote the article. Yeah, well, that's what you We do. can't remember 30 of them. Can't remember 31, 32. It's got to be 33. Right. Um, oh, fun fact. The Missouri Attorney General is now suing 50 schools over the masking guidelines. Nice. More lawsuits. I noticed uh, a lot of places just took their signs down. They're like masks required signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The grocery store did have one, but it's kind of like stacked behind some carts and like some neglected spot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, most people are still masked around here, but in I'm, the city, I'm not the only one who isn't cool. Just about everywhere I go. It's not like I'm the only guy for a while there. It was just like, I'm the only guy. Yeah. And I never got accosted or harassed or nothing, but I, I was the only guy in a lot of scenarios, but that's fine, man. I've been the only guy doing a lot of shit. <laughs> different times in my life so that's that's, true. that's never really bothered me no the yeah at the beginning i didn't wear a mask and i wasn't allowed in a few select places looking at you walmart which is fine fuck you walmart <laughs> remember that big old bouncer bounced me out yeah i was like I go fuck yourself i'll take my money I elsewhere I, then i think i got one fuck you burger king fuck you pizza hut <laughs> yeah <laughs> sort of related Sort of related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They can can get it too. It's fucking embarrassing! It is. You leave the city and no one's wearing masks hardly anywhere. But inside the city, we still got, you know, the dog walkers wearing masks. And I mean, the people outside, that's what really bugs me. Actually, what makes me the saddest is on the playground when you see kids wearing masks. And then, like, our kids are there not wearing masks, and other kids are there not wearing masks. So then the mask kids want to take their masks off, but their parents are like, Rah! Well, you gotta keep your face covered. You know, their parents are paranoid conspiracy theorist anti-science retards is the problem. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Seriously. That's the problem. I got a few more 33 cases. 33 new cases of the COOF in Durham, Ontario, Delhi, Middlesex, London, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this. And I looked up the pronunciation earlier. Tulumi County in California? Yeah, maybe. We'll go with it. I like it. McDowell, West Virginia. And in the Montana prisons. Wow. 33 cases of coof there. And then finally in Arkansas, there were 33 reported coof deaths. Ooh. But with that, we'll go behind the curtain because, right. whoa. It took us a been while to get this time, huh? Yeah. Where is the goddamn thing? I'm <laughs> Back here. Oh man, now that uh, we can't find the card. There it is. There it is. Sorry, I had all my lights off back here. That's all right. I mm. love that uh, Pop has listened to one episode of Bowl After Bowl, and now he's like, 
What are you guys doing? Going behind the curtain? Yeah. She's like, all right, dude. Hell yeah. See, now I can send him subtle messages in my show. Oh, yeah. And then never ask if he received them. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, the Chicago City Council voted 33 to 13 to lift the cap of the seven cannabis zones in the city which were limiting the number of dispensaries allowed in each. And they're also narrowing the downtown exclusion zone where dispensaries can't open. So, well, yay, more dispensaries. I know that uh, that's what we call a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Baby steps. Little baby steps. Also expanding is Ohio, where medical cultivators can now request permission to grow their space and grow more plants uh, because, you know, demand is crazy. So they can, they're now allowed to ask for it? <laughs> they're allowed to ask for permission to grow more weed for the people who want more weed. No guarantee that it'll be granted, but they <laughs> they can ask now. Yeah. That's cute. The state's also planning to double the number of dispensaries. I still just can't believe there's caps on anything. It just seems dumb. It's like, make all the money. Don't you guys want to make money? No, they want to make rules. That's what they want to make. They want to make rules. They want to make rules and more rules. These people were no fun on the playground. No. no. How did they get moved into little, power? Little friggin' nerd hall monitor bitches. Lame. Uh, but here's a fun one in Ohio also. Regulators just approved drive through windows for medical dispensaries. Oh, okay. I'm into that. You know. Uh, I'm sure it's, oh, it's contactless. You know, you don't have to go in for sick or whatever. Coop protected windows. But hey, that's cool. Yeah. We have uh drive through uh liquor stores here. Yep. And I love in Louisiana they've got the like trops, like the, the liquor that comes in the slushies. The slushy, yeah. They hand you that in like a cup with a straw, but then there's a piece of there's a piece of scotch tape over the straw. <laughs> that's how they make it legit. Take a sip, put the tape back down while you're driving. I mean I just saw that Missouri allows open containers in cars. As long as you're not the driver, yeah. Yeah. If it's in the middle of, you know, by the console and the cup holder, it's obviously not the driver. Well, you just hand your beer to your passengers. It's not that difficult. Yeah, but if it's in the middle, it's definitely the passengers. Right? I mean, well, it's you in the keep middle. It, you keep it in the hand, man. You, you gotta, gotta keep, keep it, it in, the in hand. your hand, okay. man. Just to remove all doubt, you know? I gotcha, I gotcha. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, as long as you're not the driver. There's a lot of states yeah. like that. Yeah. I didn't know. The more you know. You know, I need a copy of uh, the Missouri rules. More you know, more you drink, babe. Get it on. That's right. That's right. So decriminalized California has started. No, they were cleared to start gathering signatures to put psilocybin legalization on the 2022 ballot. I'm sure they've started. You know, once you get that green light, you just go because green means go. And interestingly enough, yesterday, 920 was Magic Mushroom Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so there was the inaugural Entheofest at the University of Michigan the day before yesterday to usher in 920. Still waiting on my Magic Mushroom 
candies from Fletch. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a full report when they come in. Crunch on them. Eat them in the bowl. Yeah. Heck yeah. Candy cap mushrooms. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I never even I never even heard of a candy cap mushroom. Me neither. Which makes me a dummy. But now you'll just soon. be exposed to the yummy. Soon, soon, soon. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also in California, there was a lawsuit filed last week by an unnamed retail chain alleging that criminals have been legally buying an unknown number of cannabis distribution licenses by using front men to disguise their true identities and intentions. Oh, neat. And so, uh, yeah, they're saying that all this, there's more legal weed leaving California than staying in California and being bought there and consumed. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's California. Since like the 60s, maybe longer, that's been true. Since they made weed illegal. Since before that, probably. You know. You know. South Dakotans for better marijuana laws is now gathering volunteers to start collecting signatures on any of the four proposed legalization initiatives filed in case the Supreme Court decides to overturn 2020's voter-approved recreational measure, which is still up in the air. And no, uh, no updates on when we're going to hear more about that in court and when it's moving forward, of course. You know, they just love dragging shit out. No more fair or speedy trials here. Right. So, so yeah, go ahead. Gather your signatures. Get it on the ballot again and hope that you don't need it. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah, you can never have too many options. Just keep fighting. Never give up. Never surrender. That's right. Um, Not an inch. No. And meanwhile, in South Dakota, um, regulators are trying to figure out how to amend the medical rules that were just rejected by lawmakers because apparently the Department of Health there can amend proposals and submit them for a second time to the legislative panel that approves them without holding a second public hearing. So Mm. the Secretary of Health is holding her cards to her chest and not saying if she's going to do that or not, Um, but it's South Dakota. And their track record sucks right now. Right. South Dakota is fighting like our side should be fighting, only against us. They're yeah. just pulling out literally every little stop, every little wrench they can throw in it, every little pushback they can do. All of it. All of it. I know. It just seems so strange to me that the... And I know, I'm naive, but the will of the voters isn't being respected. You know, I still can't get over that. It makes me so fucking mad. It's like three quarters of South Dakotans voted for this, and it doesn't just go into effect. No, no, because South Dakota's a bitch to the um, Chamber of Commerce. They, like, brag about all their freedom, but really it's just, like, we're as free as the Chamber of Commerce wants us to be. That's just all these stupid... Which did, like, it, it did get them to be, I think, the only state that never shut down. Yes. Uh, or, that's pretty Or cool. ordered masks. But, you know, it's because all that's good for the chamber, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, I don't know, it was just so... 2020 was so weird for weed. It's like... Right? Yeah, this is a non-issue. And, yeah, all the courts and all these higher-ups, you know, they're just saying, no, nope, it's still an issue with us. We don't want it yet. Yeah. We don't have our p- 
players in here yet to, you know, we make more money giving you guys tickets and sending you to jail. So they must apparently. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Uh, well, in less than a week, Wyoming activists were able to require all the signatures they needed in a single county uh, for their medical and decriminalization initiatives. So they just got 15 counties to go. All right, closing in, (laughs) closing in. Yeah, I feel, you know, I'd like to see the numbers from all the counties, Um, but they they were saying, like all good weed activists, they're going to be collecting double the amount of signatures that they need, because, you know, how many signatures get, oh, that's not legitimate, they signed twice, or that address is wrong, I don't know how they... You they, know. they try to throw as many out as possible. Always. Oh, yes. yeah, of course. You got to have your ass covered at all times. No doubt. So Virginia started selling flour this week, nice. even though, uh, you know, it's been legal, medically legal there for a while. But previously, they had to process their nugs into non-herbal formulations. Like oils and tinctures. That's so offensive, dude. It is. <laughs> That's just like blatantly bullshit. Like, yeah, fine, you can sell the tinctures and the oils or whatever, but like, we have this plant here. It's a plant. Just a plant. It's a weed. That got chopped down, and it's just a weed plant. All right, so it's like the most, the most innocent, safe form it can take is right here, where it's still some grass, and I can look at it, and I can see immediately and smell immediately. Whether it's great or it sucks, I can tell exactly what's going on with it. But no, no, you gotta you gotta smoosh it into some kind of a tar or an oil or a tincture where you don't really know exactly what's going on with it. Could be shit. Could be great. Yeah, use a you know butane to make derbs or I don't even know. There's so many things. <laughs> Crazy stuff. It's just weird. It's like you have to add shit to it to make it okay to buy. Like, no, just give me it straight from source. I know. I just want the plant. They do all this shit in the name of keeping you safe or healthy or protecting kids. (laughs) Like, that one makes the least sense in that vein. Yeah, it really does. Um, Also in Virginia, this story came out this week about this woman who was in court uh, testifying against her alleged uh, partner who allegedly... Uh, beat her it was a domestic violence case and um they were questioning her during the cross-examination about like drug use and stuff and she ended up saying out loud that she had smoked pot earlier in the day so guess what happens the judge (laughs) sentences her to 10 days in jail for contempt of court (laughs) she was released after two on a thousand dollar bond but Jeebus, I mean, the case ended with a mistrial, and this abuser, this is their third domestic violence charge. Good lord. And uh, the prosecutors say she, the woman wasn't at all intoxicated. Well, you know, just, you just smoke a joint. If you're a person that's used to that, especially, come on. But no, that judge was like, I'm sick of your fucking smoke. Oh, seriously, but, <laughs> I mean, I know you can't lie under oath, but... Well, you also don't have to blurt everything out necessarily. Don't be too honest, you know? Be like, well, I was smoking a joint when all of a sudden. (laughs) No, dude, you were were hanging out down the street. Same old thing you did last week. That's what you were doing. 
That's right. That's right. Um, God damn. Like, but this, you know, it's just. Don't snitch on yourself. Like, the violence not being prosecuted, potential violence versus innocent, peaceful, smoking some herb. No, it's just, it makes you mad, man. Makes you make me madder than hell. (laughs) Madder than hell. Let's see. Uh, oh, in uh, Minnesota, the Court of Appeals has ruled that hemp-derived cannabinoids in liquid form are illegal, but you can still uh, smoke them, like leafy. You know, leafy is fine. Oh, okay. Uh, but liquid, not fine. Well, I'm so- glad, thank God, that our benevolent government can step in and God keep us safe from the liquid form. Make sure we're just leafy. <laughs> Yeah, just crazy. It's so silly. So much for fifty state legal. Yeah, on the CBD and stuff. They just not that it ever was. You know, of course. But now they're gonna enforce it and write laws about it. More laws, more rules for the books. Another page. Yeah, and they have to get into. I mean, this one just says hemp derived cannabinoids, so that covers most of them. But you know, last week we were talking about states making laws against Delta 8 specifically. Yep. It's like, oh, what are they going to do for CBN or CBG or, you know, all these hundreds of cannabinoids that they don't know about clearly. and uh, just, What a mess. Whatever. Just keep your hands off the plant. That's what I say. Yes. But all these rules just... Full plant, baby. Me Full off. plant medicine. That's right. Entourage effect. Ideal. So, New Jersey uh, was touting that, you know, they've expunged like 333 million records or something like that. Probably 333,000, not a million. Uh, But their regulatory commission has missed their first deadline, surprise, surprise, as they did not start accepting applications for business licenses this past weekend. So, yeah, off to a great start. Yeah. Rules for thee, not for me. It's fucking bullshit, man. It is. It is. The government missing deadlines just really grinds my gears, man. I'm a deadline-driven worker, okay? If I got a deadline, I'm getting it to you hours before the deadline. Days, if possible. Yeah, well... And these fucks... If you write your law right, then they're breaking the law when they miss the deadlines, you know? Yeah, that's how it should be. It's all the shall language. And you can compel them with courts to do it. But, yeah, you know, everyone goes, COVID, well, you know, because of COVID, there's no such thing as a deadline because of COVID. If only the bill writers had come to Bull After Bull Consulting for the tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know. Nobody we'll asks them, us, baby. Give them a bulletproof uh, passage of the uh, legalization now. We'll see. Maybe maybe someone will give us a call. Oh, yeah. I got no fucking money, but I got all these ideas. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, more than 90% of towns and cities in Maine have decided not to allow recreational uh, weed stores. Over 90%. Oh, yeah. Man. So the 10% that did, you know, you're going to see a lot of money. And the 90 pla- 90% that didn't, well. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. It is. Don't keep your bowls in those. Don't. No. Seriously. Uh, well, in anticipation of eventual legalization, uh, the Cannabis Association of Nebraska has launched. All right. Well. Yeah. So the lobbyists are armed and ready for the cannabis businesses. 
yes. to get going. And the vineyard owners and uh, rich fat cats. They just are... have to take Pete Ricketts out to lunch enough times and yeah. share an edible with him and show him it's, you know. And take him out for a steak lunch. He's not going to suicide. One of those <laughs> places with the booths and the long tablecloth so you can give the hand job across under the table. No one knows. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, that's the key. That's and then the you get your license. It's all set. Yeah, Pete Ricketts, man. That guy. Talking about teens dying of THC and whew, like reefer madness still exists, man. It's just crazy. Reefer madness. Well, uh, the federal judge in uh, Fall River over this case with the former Fall River mail, ma- mail, yeah, mail. the mail mayor. <laughs> oh my gosh, are we behind the curtain? Is that where I am? <laughs> uh, yeah, the former mayor of Fall River, Massachusetts has been acquitted on eight of the wire and tax fraud counts Whew. related to misused funds, which were intended for his tech startup, but but the federal judge sentenced what? him to six years oh, for God. extorting marijuana businesses. It's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. Last week, the judge was like, oh, you're acquitted on all these counts, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He I mean, was also acquitted of being guy, the mayor. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember he's like fucking 22 or something. Yeah. He's like a baby mayor. Just throwing money around. Laundering money and uh, wag fingers, creating st- tech startups. So that was like part one of the trial where the judge is just like, yeah, I'm acquitting all these counts. And you're just like, oh, okay, I see how this is. Someone got a nice blowjob the other evening. But then he's like, don't think I'm letting you off of the weed stuff. And sure enough. Oh, my God. Six years. I'm sure he'll probably get, like, the Martha Stewart treatment, you know, be able to play a racquetball or whatever. <laughs> have his own cell with clean sheets. and He'll have know. his regular prison uniform and his tennis prison uniform. Yes, yes. You know. <laughs> and the lunches will be, like, ordered from local restaurants instead of just slop but whatever whatever on october 1st medical patients in connecticut can start growing pot hooray hooray yeah if they don't like push the deadline back or you know say (laughs) oh oh we're we're just not ready for you guys to start growing yet man we're just not ready it could happen and then did you see this white house memo with a list of 22 major drug transit or illicit drug producing countries. No, I didn't see that. Let me see what it looked like. Yeah, it scolds uh, countries with drugs um, and then says, you know, a country's presence on the foregoing list is neither a reflection of its government's counter drug efforts nor level of cooperation with the United States. Um, you <laughs> they know, just threw and then- darts at a globe or what? I mean, it's really rich. It's really rich for the United States to go pointing fingers and lecturing about drug running. (laughs) Here, all right. Afghanistan, the Bahamas, Belize, Bolivia, Burma, Colombia, Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, Ecuador, El Salvador, Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, India, Jamaica, Laos, Mexico, Nicaragua, Pakistan, Panama, Peru, and Venezuela. But then halfway through, uh, you know, he... uh, 
the dusty old man in the White House says, I hereby designate Bolivia and Venezuela as having failed demonstrably to make substantial efforts during the previous 12 months to both adhere to their obligations under international counter-narcotics agreements and to take the measures required by Section 489A1 of the FAA. So they got a specific little scolding there. The finger wag. They must have been um, extra bad. And then, let's see, I'm just just parsing out my favorite sentences from this thing. <laughs> um, but there is one. There's an, oh, in addition, the United States will look to expand cooperation with China, India, and other chemical source countries in order to disrupt the global flow of synthetic drugs and their precursor chemicals. Wow, nice. But, yeah. And then, of course, throughout that, he talks about the billions, literally billions of dollars going to, uh, you know, fight... The drug problems we have in this country. Sure. Research, prevention, treatment, evidence-based harm reduction, and recovery support services. Ay, ay, ay. You know what that means. What does that mean? Someone's getting a really nice paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> well, no I mean, the first, the first number he There's listed no was like $10.7 billion. All cash, baby. And the next one was $4 billion for the same bullshit things. Right. Research. Oh, yeah. Because we never have enough research. You remember when we were lobbying and they were just like, well, you know, we just haven't seen enough research. And we're just like, wham, bam, here's a hundred pages of research. I know, know. I know. Listening for like 10, more than 10 years to these public health experts say there's not enough research and then living through the COVID. Uh, oh, my God. The COVID miracle on ice or whatever we're going to call it. Seriously. Oh, my God, bro. It's just hilarious. No. it. Well, you know. What was that? The New York Times too that says, "Don't do your own research. Critical thinking is bad for your health." Well, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Like, yeah. Come on. Just read our newspaper and then uh, don't no, no, no. don't don't do nothing else. Don't read either because they can't actually hide the truth. You know, they can't like <laughs> not say the truth. You just gotta skim the headlines. They're slave. gonna write about how you're not allowed to read. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Man. And you're gonna read the headline and be like, "Oh my Come god." On. They're totally right. Like, when I do research, I get anxious. Um, and, you know, just thinking about it is making yeah. me really anxious. I better call my therapist. Yeah, you better. You better. Yeah. Unless you're hanging out in the bowl. Or text him if your voice shy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Bowl after bowl. Talking on the phone uh, gives me anxiety. Not. No. No, no, no. But that's a common excuse. Um, that's all. That's all. That's all the yeah. news that I got. Behind the curtain tonight. Well, the Rev texted us on the text line, and the Rev says, uh, "I got crap signal out here. My dad's been trying to upload for an hour. It keeps failing. Gonna keep trying, and uh, kind of in a service blackout for the old Rev. So the metal moment. We'll take a moment. We'll be bringing it to you next week, which means we can hear from you beautiful people about all your voicemails. Yeah, uh, the first time you ever lost a tooth. We are talking about tooth loss." Uh, in the first time it happened to you, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, if you listen to the ball, you've uh, done lost at least all your baby teeth. Let's say, uh, but first, we were gonna slide uh, another one from the high flying Hawaiian in because we've got a few of these in the hopper, and uh, let's hear another one. And also to add to the uh, science, uh, the real science, uh, Merck, Merck Pharmaceuticals originated in 1620 Berlin, Germany. Um, they won the lion's share of the Nazi war chest when they liquidated when the when the not when Hitler knew he was going to get busted after he tra- after he after he uh, 
barricaded himself in Berlin so that more and more people would die. It was like the guise of an angel's death. Um, he uh, liquidated most of his assets in the corporation, mainly which is Merck Mark Pharmaceuticals. And they uh, they put all the kids on amphetamines in the 90s or whatever, he, um, you know, five-year-olds. I was one of them, five years old on uh, amphetamines. Um, and they do these things. Um, that's what I mean. Uh, and then um, – you know, it leads to this. <laughs> it leads to this. There's a lot of, uh, but what was I saying? Shit. Shit. Um, fuck, that was all I was going to say. Is it all he was going to say? Tune in next week to find out. So High Flying Hawaiian. Uh, I like spreading these. Since he's, That's what I'm going to do to you uh, if you bunch up all your calls. Um, the voicemail line has a three-minute limit, and most people are all right in keeping it under the three or hitting the three and then getting the rest out in a subsequent call, which is groovy, groovy. And then some, this is the first time we've had like a huge dump just to explain for, if you haven't heard from the high flying Hawaiian before he gave us like, uh, like eight or nine in a row, like woof. And so if that happens, I'm just going to spread them out over time. Uh, but we will play solution. them all. But yeah, they'll, they'll get played. They'll get played. And you know, I've been having the high flying one and that's kind of cool because the, uh, high flying Hawaiian has now been featured on several episodes. Uh, you know who else is featured on several episodes? This next caller? This next caller, yeah. You know, I can't remember, well, any time that I've lost my teeth. Well, except for one, when I got my wisdom teeth pulled out when I was an adult. Aww. But that was, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can, for for the person who came up with the first time I ever lost a tooth, yeah, I don't remember when any of that is. But I think that brings up a, a different question or a different um, thing about memory, I guess. And, you know, here's the thing about memory. And, and I think there's a um, – you know, with memory, how much of what we remember do we actually – that actually happened versus what we remember as uh, – I don't know, some, you know, the, is somebody telling us about some event that happened long ago. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, I could probably go back and remember. Oh, yeah, it was, you know, my mom or my dad told me about something that happened. But um, but there's so many memories that have been lost to time. Uh, a bit like tears and rain, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, so, you know, that's something to think about. How much of what we remember is actually actually happened as opposed to, um, you know, something that just didn't happen. Uh, you know, the, or that you again remember what somebody else told us, and I think that's a yeah. It, it's because yeah, there's just so many things I can think about that I'm like, you know, people I run into in my you know professional career, or even people that I know that I've met personally or both, right? That that, that remember things I did that I don't recall doing. It's like oh, you know, so but I, you know, or I remember it only because so many other people have told me that I've done it, right? Um, so anyway. Thought I'd throw that out there for uh, you know for the bowlers to think about and uh, you know maybe uh, uh, you know I don't know maybe there's uh, there's something that hopefully we can all take something from that that maybe we don't remember everything that we think we remember but it is just kind of this, the way things go I guess I think that sounds pretty good thanks Obama dude I think phone boy just erased my memories I had a weird case of a memory. Uh... Hijinks. Yeah. Last night. You remember this? I don't even when remember. I, said, I don't think we have a show. What show? He just wiped everything. That was great production of the voicemail. <laughs> Epic voicemail. Oh, my God. But last night, yeah. 
you said something about General Tom Thumb, and oh, I yeah. was telling you that there's a little museum for him in uh, Middleborough, Massachusetts, my neck of the woods. And I went there, and then I was saying, I was like, oh, it's just this little hole-in-the-wall tiny thing. You know, he's got a mansion, but someone actually lives there, so they couldn't use the mansion as the museum. But then I was like, hey, Spence, you remember that tiny circus museum we went to? And you were like... I'm like, no. No. <laughs> and I described it so perfectly. I'm like, yeah, you know, you just like walked in, had like the brick walls, and kind of like a cylindrical hallway with... Like these suitcases in the front, and then you went into the room on the left, and it had, you know, like the half monkey, half mermaid tail, and the room on the right had like a big lion statue. I'm just totally describing this place only to find out it was a freaking dream. I guess. I mean, you're just like, no, it could have been. didn't happen. Could have been a false memory implanted by Phone Boy. Oh, my. And his handlers. It could have been. Like, you never said this either. Send your dick pics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's clearly not me. I have no idea who that was. Oh. Doppelganger. Same voice. Creepy. You know who has the same voice? Who? This next caller. Hey, guys. It's uh, Christopher Battles. Uh, <laughs> so, toothless, you know, because that was early in life. I really do not remember uh, when I lost my first tooth. And it was probably one of those, like, kind of wiggle around with your gums or, or with your, it's like just kind of hanging there eventually and, uh, Kind of, I remember wiggling around with my tooth and kind of attached by, attached by the gum a little bit, and maybe you'd be brave enough to find the pullet off the gum or whatever. But I know it was all caps, you. But I do remember, I'm pretty sure it was my brother's first tooth. He was like, I don't know, like two or something. And my dad had just left that night for work or something. I'm not sure exactly why, but I just remember he had left like shortly before, and my brother and I are playing tug of war with a sheet. And I'm a couple of years older than him, so playing tug of war, I'm like, all right, I'm done, and I just let go of the sheet. <laughs> and then he just kind of went face first into a little marble table, like coffee table thingy. Ouch! And there's only my mom there, and she, I remember she like kind of like pulled back his gums or whatever, and then he had a bone going through his gum. Oh, ow! Something along those lines, and uh, that's how he lost. I believe his first tooth. Dang. So, yeah. That's intense, man. And then my mom was all just freaked out because again, my dad had just left and and whatnot. So, just remember that. So, and ironically, he lost his uh, adult tooth, front tooth, and he's got like a little implant thing there now. So, anyway, all right, you guys all have fun now. You hear? Yes, sir. Guys. Stay safe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I love you, Christopher Battles. Thank you. Yeah, man. Little kid's getting hurt. I know a kid. He didn't lose a tooth, but he was jumping in the friggin' like inflate a bouncy thing at. Uh, it was not like DZ, but it was one of those places, you know, like that place where you go to have a birthday and you run around. And jump, this is a bouncy house. Stuff. And it was like a inflatable jumpy bounce thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was like the if if a section of a play indoor playground just had the floor of a bounce house. Ah, uh. no walls or nothing. I mean, I think there was like a net around walking in. Anyway, he was like bounce, bounce, bouncing, but keeping his head level, doing that one thing, and he just bounced. Uh, he like bounce landed weird, and he hit his chin with his knees. Ooh. 
and then that forces top teeth through his bottom lip. Oh, oh my goodness. Just all in one, like all of a sudden it was just like <laughs> teeth sticking through bottom lip. It was, it was nasty. Damn. Nasty, man. You got to be careful out there. Never know what could happen. Jesus. I mean, this next collar could happen even. I pulled out most of my teeth by hand from what I recall. So yeah. it's all just like the same recurring memory. Hand picked. I had a couple pulled because they were growing in sideways. Oh. I lost another like a uh, molar to a bit of honey. One of those hard, hard, oh, hard, yeah. hard caramel candies. You just got to suck on those. Teeth removed at the same time. That was pretty gross. Found out that, uh, Fairly allergic, not allergic, allergic to Percocet, but I can't keep them down. Oh, sorry, Vicodin. Oh, okay. Vicodin, I couldn't take. Yeah, you rather the perks. I had a retainer. You Anybody ever have, have a retainer? Not a retainer. What's the spacer? Oh, oof. Yeah, spacer. They where they put the key in there? Jam it up in either your top jaw or your bottom jaw. Yeah. It latches on to your teeth, and there's a little crank in there. Fuck get, that. Get a special tool and like quarter turn every two weeks or no. whatever it was it just slowly pushes your shit apart spread that jaw shit uh, in the bowl in the bowl, in the bowl. <laughs> oh I'm so glad I didn't have to have one of those that was my biggest dread fear my they would put a fucking bridge in or whatever they call those things I had wonky teeth always had wonky teeth and you know Bowie had wonky teeth so I was fine with it and my grandparents were like yeah but he's British he has an excuse Shh. doesn't matter he was my hero <laughs> My grandparents were like, we'll get you braces. Do you want braces? And I was like, hell no. That is some medieval torture devices that they put in people's mouths. I'm not into that. I do not like pain. And so, uh, you know, they're like, well, when you're an adult and you're off our health insurance, you're probably going to wish you got braces. But guess what? Joke's on them because of the 3D printing technology that just prints out those little plastic retainers that just slowly moves your teeth over yeah. time, you know? Ha ha. Much cheaper than braces, too. I avoided all that sadistic shit. Yeah, well, you never you never want to be in the early end of the technology. No. You can always wait till it gets better. It's getting better all the time. Yeah, most definitely. Just like this, uh, well, you know, before I, before I just roll another one off, you remember losing your first tooth? I sure do. I could never forget losing my first tooth. Because I was really nervous about losing teeth. Again, afraid of pain as a kid. Really afraid of pain. I was just like, this looks terrible. You know, I read like the Arthur books on losing teeth. I was reading all sorts of kids' books on it. I was real nervous. I was trying to do my research, waiting for it to come, waiting for the moment in dreadful anticipation. And uh, I no wiggles, but I would like push on my teeth occasionally and be like, are they getting wiggly? Are they getting wiggly? I must have been like seven I was like a late tooth loser. Damn. But anyway, one night we went to a Chinese restaurant, the some the same one where my uh, great grandpa pulled the some young son joke. Oh boy. And uh, we're leaving. We're leaving. Just got some of the buffet to go because that's a thing. And they had given us extra fortune cookies because we always bullshit with the people that work there and they knew us. And so I was like, man, I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat this fortune cookie right now in the car on the way there, see what my fortune is. So I took a bite into the fortune cookie and was just like, what the hell? My mouth feels a little weird. Something just happened. Something moved. And I reached up and my right front tooth was gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> it fell out when I bit into the fortune cookie. 
And it's just like, I don't remember it being wiggly or anything, but I will never forget losing my first tooth in a fortune cookie. So you eat uh, fortune cookies like a gopher? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like at a bowler smash them things. <laughs> crunch, crunch. <laughs> uh, well, I wonder uh, how this next caller might eat a fortune cookie. Hey, bowlers. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Made good from last week. First time I got, uh, first time I drank on a boat. My buddy drank too much and fell over the side, and we had to fish him back up in. Nice. Uh, but first time I lost a tooth, I don't think it was the first tooth I lost, but this one stands out in my mind as a horrible experience. So I, my front right baby tooth had been loose for a while, and you could like twist it around, but it was still connected by this big thick root. And my aunt and grandma had this bright idea that they were going to tie a string to a doorknob Old and tie school. the other end of my tooth <laughs> like a and cartoon. slam the door. And I didn't want to do it, oh. but they ended up making me do it. And so they slammed the door, and I got ripped several feet forward. And it was like a solid inch of just root tooth sticking out of my mouth with it still connected. Oh. And I, it was just blood everywhere. And that oh thing... My God stayed like that for like a couple more hours before it came out and the pain that that caused is like one of those types of pain that when you think about it like you feel it on a metaphysical level Mm. like i've never i don't think i've ever felt pain like that and i was i don't know i was however old you are when you're losing your baby teeth near the end of it but yeah the bright side, they felt so bad that the Tooth Fairy gave me a bunch of extra money that day. So, Oh, well, that makes but sense yeah. for it. Uh, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, you just wait for the root to resolve, dissolve, <sighs> man. Oh, no bueno. That pain, dude. It's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. A real ouchie. It's a terrible thing, something terrible. All the bowlers are guessing what my fortune was that day. <laughs> I lost my tooth in that fortune cookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember it. You remember it? Yeah, it was the fortune of my secret desires, the one that's like, someone is very infatuated with you. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, really? have to start guessing. Yeah. While well, you're looking like Young Alfred E. Newman <laughs> missing a tooth <laughs> yeah. and shit. <laughs> John doesn't even have any teeth yet, so. Well. Get ready, boy. Not right now. Not yet, no. They're coming. I can personally confirm uh, that this next caller has all his teeth. Oh, bowlers! Bowler! Hello. Hi. First hey. time I ever lost a tooth. First time. I don't remember, honestly. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I remember the sensation of, of my mom uh, showing me that it was loose. Like, <laughs> grabbing the tooth and, and, like, rocking it back and forth. And I distinctly remember that that feeling of, uh, you know, feeling a loose tooth. Kind of you know, the the breaking bits of bone uh, rubbing against each other. Yeah. And all that. And uh, then I remember her jerking it out of my mouth and not feeling a thing, thinking it was going to hurt. And then I didn't feel anything. And then she had my tooth in her hand. Like, what? And I put it under the pillow, and I think, pretty sure the Tooth Fairy gave me, like, I don't know, 50 cents maybe? Yeah. That's a cheap-ass Tooth Fairy. Yeah. 
punk ass bitch. Jeez. If I ever find that cunt, I'm going to take her teeth. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Have a great show. Love you, Fletchy. We love you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, God, there, there was. <laughs> you know, something in my brain was like, is there st- there's still white noise or something? <laughs> wow, you got me. Stick. Got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, that's great. Yeah, the sensation, man. The For me, it wasn't as bone grindy as it was just like the gum is like really squishy. It makes them squishy sounds, you know? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. The sensation is kind of, it's hard to describe for me, but I always liked wiggling the loose teeth after I lost that first one. I wasn't so scared. The bottom ones, when they get like real loose, if you can still hang on to them, those are the ones that you can be like, <laughs> and you can like wiggle them with the breath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like super loose. Or like, mm. I feel like there's a point where you get good at losing teeth. Like the first one's yeah. always the first one always fucks you up because it's never happened, and you're like, whoa, whoa, and you're like always scared. Like the first time you pull off a band aid, only like freakier because it's your tooth. You Freaky know? indeed. Way freakier. But then once it happens, you're just like, oh, this ain't shit. You know, like when you're losing like your sixth or seventh tooth, you like. You, maybe you lose it like toward the end of school, but then you just like put it back in your mouth and like you pop it out or something ignorant when you get home. You know, remember doing that? The first one, pretty sure it was one of the two front teeth. And uh, yeah, your parents always are like, "Oh, you gotta get it out of there." You know, once it's like super loose, mm-hmm. it's like you gotta work it out of there. You gotta get it out of there. I think I ended up getting mine out just by doing like an underbite on it and pulling it back with my teeth. Ugh. Just came right out eventually. You don't want to lose them at first, though, man. No. You don't want to lose them at first. You're just like, first, I was just totally against the whole idea. (laughs) Uh, But Tooth Fairy would always, well, do like a salt swish, like a salt water swish and spit. That stopped the bleeding pretty quick. And also didn't mind the taste of like salt water, you know. And then put the quarters, or no, put my tooth. In a cup of water instead of under the pillow. Uh-huh. I think my parents just were like, yeah, it's going to be way easier that way. Smart. I'd put it in a cup of water, and in the morning there would be coins in there. Whoa. It would be like two or three bucks, but it was all like Susan B. Anthony coins. You know? Whoa. Two or three bucks? Yeah, like two or three Susan Your tooth B's. tooth was loaded. Like two or three Susan B's, man. Yeah, I got a quarter for every tooth. Well, you know. And then you, you were smart enough to be like, hey. Raised by old people, bro. They're hey. on that old interest rate and that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Twenty five cents. You can buy a lot of candy with That's that. A lot the of penny money candy in store. Fifty two, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but you aren't you the one that was like, "Hey, uh, maybe if I give the tooth fairy her money back, she'll give me my teeth back because maybe I want those." Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Well, I was all like, I was super sentimental as a kid. With oh, bullshit. You know? I can't imagine that. And it was my seventh tooth. When I lost my seventh tooth, I was like, I woke up the next morning and I was like devastated. Because I was like, dude, that was actually my seventh tooth. And like, that's like a lucky item. And there's going to be a lot of luck associated with that. And I just gave it away for like two wet Susan B's, dude. Like, <laughs> what is going on? I think. And so I was like, mom, dad, if we write to the tooth fairy. Uh, can we get my tooth back? I'll give her back the money. Can we just get my tooth back? That was like the seventh one. I just kind of want that one. 
and then they uh, they brought me behind the curtain of that whole situation. So. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't worry, son. The Tooth Fairy has kept all of your teeth. They actually, yeah, it did show me. I've seen. And they put the they put the seventh one in a piece of tape actually, and wrote seventh on it. So. Oh wow. No, which one was the seventh actually? No. Yeah. Yeah, think of all the little baby teeth in the trash, man. It's wild, wild. man. At least do some kind of a ritual with them or something, right? I've seen people make a little uh, (laughs) monster stuffed animals and then they sew the teeth on. That is a real creepy. You showed me to that. I was like, I needed some eye bleach after seeing that. My kids would not like that. They would not want to be near those. Yeah, they look like they're going to bite and it's going to hurt. It's crazy. It is real creepy for sure. Yeah. Just little, like, sock puppet creatures with human teeth. <laughs> I'll put a link to the picture of that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Nightmare. It is a nightmare, it really is. Yeah, that's what they look like. <laughs> Baby teeth doll. Like, oh my god. Anyway, this next caller, he's totally devoid of his baby teeth, too. Uh, Just like all our callers. I was, uh... I'm going to call in because I really can't remember when the hell I lost my first tooth. I'm surprised uh, a lot of people don't remember. I remember hitting my teeth on the handlebars Ooh. and having to go get my front teeth reset and have them put bra- a brace on them Ooh. when I was a kid. But uh, other than that, I had to lose my first tooth in like first, second, third, I don't know. Uh, something like It's got to be in one of them three grades. Yeah. Sure, as heck, I mean, if you're losing teeth, probably. I mean, you, you are losing second. teeth in fourth and fifth and sixth grade, but yeah. uh, I think by sixth grade you should be all done. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a dentist. Uh, hard to remember. <laughs> but um, well, it's phone boy's fault. He wiped our memory. About? I was just kind of. I was gonna leave a message. Yeah. You guys are talking about now. Phone boy got you, dude. I can't think of what it is. Yeah, I'll call back. Yeah, I don't know what kind of in a, um, NLP he was like pulling earlier, but he swiped my entire mind, dude. And you have to like, I've got backups uh, back here in the back of the bowl, so it's not like a big deal. I can get it back, but yeah, mine wiped, dude. Damn it! Now I do. Oh, uh, the vaccine mandate. See, he That's got his backup too. Um, vaccine mandate, yeah. Yeah, I have a friend that's a, like, an OSA certified kind of, like, inspector that would work for a company that needs to follow OSHA regulations, and uh, he basically goes through and makes sure that they're following all the proper safety procedures and whatnot, and yada, yada, yada. Like a consultant, safety consultant? uh, In talking to him last Thursday, he uh, pretty much says that there's absolutely no way that OSHA could ever enforce that because, A, they don't have enough people as it is. Right. Uh, they can't. They can't uh, kind of inspect as much as uh, uh, even close to the, the amount of stuff that they're supposed to inspect. Uh, B. They don't have the power. Um, so there's that issue. And uh, C. Uh, like he said, uh, most of the OSHA people are would never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> uh, want to enforce that? So, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. I'm actually writing down the transcript weirdos as they go along. Oh, good work! Transcript you got a pen tonight. I actually have two potential titles, and we're not even through the voicemails yet. Sweet. Can you believe it? It's like I got my shit together, just for one show. <laughs> That's not... 
Not a lasting thing. Yes, Net Ned says he was a trainer in the bowl to uh to clarify. He also says he was half a retard on the goal. Uh I noticed. I know you're half retarded. <laughs> uh no. I just blame that phone boy magic. I do. I definitely do. It's all a phone boy's fault. We have his number. You said uh He has our numbers. Yeah, he as far as memories go. You had to get the backup because he wiped your mind. Did I say that? Maybe not. Damn. I was just going to say, my mind's been wiped. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully this uh, next scholar was immune. Florian! Carolyn! Carolyn, 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 Carolyn! Bowlers! Bowlers! Woohoo! Carolyn. I hope you guys are doing good. You, you do you good? Oh hell yeah! You good, yeah. Lauren. We good. You good? Oh, you know it. Spencer, you good? The goodest. That's good. Uh, me? How about you? Uh, me? Are you good? Well, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. You better I be think, good. Uh, you better be a good. Conspiracy with the weather. Oh. Because every time last last Tuesday, this Tuesday, the the rain just keeps coming down. Ugh. And then I lose. Uh, Wi-Fi signal. Oh, bull. Long bull after bull. Gotta, gotta have anyway, that Wi-Fi. You wanted to know the first time I ever lost a tooth. That's right. Now, like, I've never lost a tooth. Not, not like adult teeth. I've got all my adult teeth. Okay. For sure. Um, that's good. But, like, baby teeth, I think that that's more like, you know, you're... Oh, is it missing? Is it missing? I just want to make sure that the because I'm not missing any teeth, uh, but the baby teeth I've lost. No, I don't even know if I've lost. Like, like it's I shedded them. Okay. I think that's more the term. Because you knew I where they were the whole time. The the baby teeth, so I could have the adult teeth. Yeah, make room. Makes sense. And make room for uh, the big choppers. Baby teeth. Well, that's... Um, that w- I never liked. I never liked the baby teeth getting get. You know, sometimes you got to yank them out. Sometimes they just fall out, and you just feel them, and you're just wiggling in your tongue. Yeah. And it's like, uh, and then and then it just comes out. I don't know what my parents did with all of my baby teeth. I'm not sure. I I uh, caught wind of a of a, a I guess a cottage business where. You put teeth into jewelry, which was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Interesting. <laughs> but hopefully, um, we broke you with the I, <laughs> we beat I, the record with the I've doll had thing. Difficult teeth, <laughs> as baby teeth, to come out, and then easy ones. Never liked either situation, but I'm glad I have my adult teeth and to take care of them. Yeah, gotta floss them and brush them, so then you don't lose those good teeth. Anyway. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Well, I'll enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. And we will you too. do the show. Yeah. And Do it up. Oof. She hit, the, she hit the three minutes. That was perfectly, perfect dismount. Stuck the landing. And uh, she has all of her adult teeth. Wow, wow. That is deemed as more sexually attractive. Yeah. For sure. Definitely like that. What have you got, like a 15-tooth minimum? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Has to be enough. Has to be enough teeth, you know? You know who has enough teeth? This next caller? This next caller's got so many teeth, man. Hey there, this is Douchebag 
Pat from hey. Michigan Local Number One. Welcome, douchebag Pat. Hey, I don't remember the first time I lost a tooth, but I do remember the last time I lost a mouthful of them. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <clears throat> 1982, I was uh, co-oping at a foundry in Saginaw, Michigan. You may know of Saginaw. It's the third highest crime rate city in, in this beloved state. Damn. Behind Detroit and Flint. And it sometimes surpasses them per capita. So what's that well, all about? I'm living in the YMCA, riding my bicycle about five miles to work, mm. riding home. It's a nice summer day. I'm crossing a railroad track that comes in at a really sharp angle. My bike tire slides next to the rail and gets caught in a in the in the little gap that's there. And of course, I'm going I don't know 15 miles an hour or whatever. Oh, so I go ass over apple cart. And uh, luckily, I broke the, <laughs> the fall onto the steel plates that help the cars get over the tracks. I broke that fall with my mouth. Oof. And uh, <clears throat> I realized it wasn't good when I could feel my head bounce up like a basketball. So <sighs> I pick up my bike. I feel a whole bunch of loose teeth in my mouth. So I don't open my mouth because I'm afraid I'll lose my teeth. And I don't know if the doctors can put them back in or not. But I know I'm in trouble, bleeding like a stuck pig. Oof. Pick up my bike. The front wheel is bent in half, just like somebody set it sideways and stomped the heck out of it. So i got to walk my bike all the way home, five miles through downtown ghetto Saginaw, Michigan. So as I'm walking through, of course, people are coming up to check on me. Um, I'm wearing, like, sweatsuit and t-shirts and that so i ain't got nothing to rob so i'm not really in any big danger oh. plus that's when aids was really popular and really publicized and with the amount of blood coming out of me and uh, on the white shirt and my lily white skin in that neighborhood um oh. i was definitely nobody wanted to touch me yeah. in fact a couple of the guys that came up to mess me up <laughs> turned away in horror when i looked at them Oh, man. Make a long story just slightly less long. When I finally got to the YMCA, locked up my bike, I went, tried to shake off the blood the best I could, walked right into the health center, walked right in, took a shower with my clothes on to try to rinse everything off, and made an appointment for the dentist the next day. I lost four teeth, busted them up really bad, had to get caps on, first time I ever done that. But it was an experience, and that's the last time I... Non deliberately lost a tooth. Thank you for your courage. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for your courage. Oh. Your harrowing story of lost teeth. Wow. Gave me shivers up and down my spine. I'll yeah. tell you what. That would be a hard one to forget for sure. You almost taste all that blood when yeah. you're describing <laughs> it in my mouth. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I'm holding my mouth over here. <laughs> I think that's what this next caller said, but let's double check and make sure. In the bowl. In the bowl. I remember uh, figuring out uh, at one point when I was a kid uh, that the best way to get rid of a stubborn tooth after a while was to just uh, eat an apple. Oh, sure. And uh, that would pretty much take care of it. No doubt. So that's my story. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, that's a good way to just get just get it over with at the end there. Chomp on an apple. You know, my grandma always said, uh, if you don't put your tongue in the hole, that a gold tooth would grow. And you'd have a gold tooth. Oh. 
I never found out because how are you going to keep your tongue out of that spot? Man? I didn't That's have the a most chance. satisfying feeling. Just like, seriously, you're just working that hole with your tongue. <laughs> yeah, you are the whole time <laughs> after, just like, tongue in it. Yeah, no doubt about tongue it. Tongue in that hole all day <laughs> or day, or squirting through the hole. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, make yourself a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot some juice through that hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. You are enticing new voicemails just right in. All right. I love new voicemails. Um, or, excuse me, texts. Oh, text, voicemails, pictures. We'll take them. Last call made me think of this clip for the post show. Oh, we have a clip for the post show, I guess. Juicy. Yeah. Stick around for whatever that could be. We're going to build the mystery. Yes, I see dick pics in my inbox. A dick pic? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Beautiful cock. Beautiful. Way to go. Good job, caller. You've made me a happy... Stand tall and proud. Damn. <laughs> Stand tall and proud. <laughs> oh. Goodness. Well, that is our voicemail and text line. We have to think of the first time I ever for next week. Ooh, yes, I do have a uh, list to pick from. I have one in my memory bank. What is that? What didn't get erased. First time you ever met an asshole celebrity. Oh, that's right. Lavish came up with that one. I forgot to write that down. You know, I kind of like that one, actually. Because it's the perfect timing, because Plaza Art Fair is coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. Plenty of assholes, plenty of celebs. Yeah. (laughs) Influencers, at least. Okay, first time I ever met an asshole celebrity. You heard it here first. I'm just writing down the pen. And look at this. I can actually change the IRC topic as we pick it, and that way it's not wrong all week. Wow. And if you do that, yeah, people won't be having to ask you five minutes before the show what the first time I ever is. They can actually think about it and leave a voicemail whenever because they'll know what the topic is. Fletcher has a first time I ever to uh, add to your list. First time I ever tongued a hole. <laughs> first time I ever tongued a hole. That's pretty fun. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll put it in for strong consideration. Strong consideration of that, yes. On to the list. But I guess there's only one thing left to do. I think that's true. Uh, yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Bowling, it's good for your health. It balances the mind and the spirit and the body. I don't know. I like turning to bowling when you don't know what else to do. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, you're really only competing against yourself and uh, it's like low-key exercise. Yeah. Yeah, you are competing against yourself. And the zen zen sounds of the alley, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. And since you're the only person you can control in this life, it's just good for you. It's good for you. Yeah, be a role model. Go bowling. So, let's see. I got a clip. I got a clip. You want me to play it over here on my machine? Yeah, let's hear the clip. Okay. Here's a clip. I have given you access to the board. So, this just came out of nowhere. Like, they're trying to put this all in before anybody's aware of it. Reverend Cedric Portis said a mover last month dropped off animal cages into his new neighbor's backyard. No sign of monkeys at the time, but this warning sign 
we have teeth and we can bite. We have children on the bus stop. We live right next door to the service station, very heavily residential area. We're not looking for an animal sanctuary of this kind with wild animals in Florissant. You know, North County is coming back, but we don't want that. Florissant's mayor, Timothy Lowry, came to check it out. This is just outside of the city of Florissant, but certainly these residents up here were very concerned about what was going on here with these uh, cages and things being put up in the backyard. And so I started looking into it last night and again this morning. Lowry says fluorescent ordinances would not allow it, but St. Louis County may be different. While we were talking, the monkey's owner invited both of us inside without Fox 2's video camera. I said, let's go back there and see what she's got going. Her name is Texan McBride. She allowed me to take limited photos inside of one of the four bonnet macaque monkeys she says she has. I saw another larger monkey in a cage she would not allow to be photographed. She told us she has all the proper paperwork and that she had a good relationship with Ledoux before coming here to North County. The mayor talked about it after. We encouraged her to speak with the neighbors to let them know exactly what uh, is going on here and that uh, she does, she did come from another neighborhood that was very accepting of uh, these animals. But uh, I think that uh, it's very important for us to check on it and for her to do the same. We later checked with Ledoux, finding a municipal court complaint against McBride here on Winwood Drive. It's from June 2020, in which court records indicate a citation for erecting a monkey cage without a permit. We also found <laughs> Creve Corps cited McBride in 2019 under a dangerous animal ordinance. McBride would no longer talk to us when we returned to her new North County address. A St. Louis County health official visited her last month, asking for a meeting to go over local ordinances. Wow. Monkeys, man. Just all of a sudden. Not monkeying around over there. Here comes the lady with the pet monkeys. Big ones, small ones. One's the size of your head. Yeah. A lot of monkey business. I'd be freaked out, too, if I saw a big old cage being built in my neighbor's backyard. In the burbs? You know? I'd be like, what the hell kind of sideshow is moving next door? This is why you gotta get in the woods. No doubt. Join the cool people in the woods. Right, John? He's upset. There's no woods right here. Yeah, he's upset he fell asleep and missed part of the show. There's no trees in the bowl. Well, I mean, you know. You know. <laughs> Not both kind of trees. Yeah. So, a wild game meat processor has started carefully looking through alligator stomachs because apparently some of them have ancient artifacts in them. Whoa. Yeah. This dude uh, found a plummet from 1700, which is like a tear-shaped thing with two holes in it that no one is sure quite what it was used for. Okay. Uh, but it's like, it looks like it's iron, maybe. Maybe something for fishing. I don't know. Huh. Uh, there was an unfired bullet, dog tags, an arrowhead. And I guess that alligators eat stones to help them digest. Weird. So, yeah. You know, next time you're out hunting a gator... If you're going to process that meat, you know, check it out first. See what treasures uh, lie inside. Yeah. Then, in the town of Denton in North Carolina, a snake knocked out the power. Uh-oh. The whole thing. Unbelievable. Tough snake. Tough snake. Let's see. Uh, the snake came into contact with equipment at a substation, which sparked a fire. Oh, no. Yeah. So he probably I'm didn't. Guessing that snake huh. didn't make it. Did he dead? No, 
<laughs> they don't tell you, uh, which I would say is uh, yeah. not good in this case. You but got cooked. The fire department does say that major damage occurred to the substation as a result of this. This is a result of that. And then the three-volume first edition print of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein just sold. Huh. For $1.17 million. Hot damn. 1818, first edition. I can see it. I can see it. And let's see. She also broke a record with that sale. You know, posthumously. Um, let's see. They had thought it was only going to sell for like two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. The auction house, boy, were they wrong. Yes, they it's miss. A, uh, they underestimated the goths, man. Seriously, <laughs> the goths are the all goths. rich now. The goths are rich now. Yeah. Okay. It's true. I did not know. <laughs> they grow up. They got money, dude. <laughs> Come on, get Come with on. the program, man. What program? I don't know. Yep, new world record for the highest price fetched by a printed work by a woman. Oh. 1.17 million bucks. It's a number to beat. Is that like 77% of the uh, man's record? <laughs> they didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, there were only 500 printed in the first run. Dang. Yeah. Extra rare, dude. This was the first copy sold. To be offered for auction since 1985. Mm. Ultra rare. Ah, just like the vinyl copy of my favorite album. Only 13 made. Oof. That's the ultimate treasure. Big oofs. Big oofs. Just like this lawmaker in Michigan Uh-oh. who was put in jail for drunk driving and is now being accused of taping a handcuff key to his foot. Oh, wait. Hang on. <laughs> That took a cool turn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a slick uh, operation. You it's gotta slick, but he got caught, key. so is it slick? Uh, well, final roll. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, they're all huffing and puffing over that. And kind of over the bulls, I guess. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> folks are handcuffed to and from a facility. If someone has a handcuff key, that's a bad day for us. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. C Dub said, said lesson, always put it up the asshole. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. That's the goal. That's the goal. You use that handcuff key. You wanna be you uncomfortable or you wanna get caught? <laughs> You know who didn't want to get caught? Who? What may be the world's biggest white catfish. Oh, no. But it did get caught in Connecticut, of all places. I'll be damned. Might be a world record. It weighed 21.3 pounds and was more than three feet long. Wow, that's one fat fuck. Seriously, that's one big catfish. <laughs> um, I guess that fish have been dying left and right mm. in uh, Michigan yeah. at Lake Orion, between 250 and 500 fish dead. You know what the cause of death was? COVID. No. <laughs> I had to try. Herpes. Oh, my God. Yeah. But apparently it's fish herpes. Fish so herpes. It, doesn't, it, it won't hurt you. Don't worry. These people are sick. These fish are sick. <laughs> yeah. The 
They all died from koi herpes virus. Where K did it come from? KHV cyprinid herpes virus 3. Get ready. Oh my god. Because here it comes. And it's for all you idiots that kiss the fish before you throw it back in the water. Somebody does that with herpes. <laughs> I think this came from the fish kissing each other. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, it says, uh, <laughs> the viruses and bacteria that affect fish typically are not human pathogens. Uh, this is due to the differences in body temperatures between fish and humans. Thank you for hitting my pop card. Thank you, darling. Cub. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. But, you know, they recommend that you make sure your fish is fully cooked. That was which lake again? Lake Ryan? Orion. Orion? Orion. Orion? <laughs> O-R-I-O-N? one of the greats come on orion no orion's not a great it's not a great come on ontario is not a joke great. not a great Holmes, it's uh right huron ontario michigan erie erie superior like orion yeah you're right well rolled well rolled wait there's more oh yes in new zealand cops busted men trying to sneak into a locked down city was a trunk full of KFC. Oh my god. They were smuggling that chicken. And mashed potatoes. Those microwave mashed potatoes. Mm-mm. Douchebag Pat in the chat says that uh, Lake Orion is near Net Ned. Net Ned, whatever you do, don't uh, kiss the fish, bro. Yeah. Leave the fish alone. Don't kiss those fish. They're not good for you. <laughs> the carp. <laughs> they get the herb. Don't touch them. They're got, dirty. They got that hurt. Oh, oh man. This guy was in a standoff with the police. And where did this happen? <laughs> anyway, he threatened. He started oh, Jersey City. Jersey City. Okay, all right. I don't know what I was expecting, but this guy decided to hold his one month old baby off the balcony and threatened to throw it because he's a loony. And he actually did throw his baby. Oh, my God. But. But. The baby wasn't hurt because a cop was able to catch it in time. Whoa, diving catch. Could you imagine? Seeing a baby fall, just like, yes, I would catch that baby. The supersonic superpowers of being a mom would just take over, and I would move <laughs> faster than the speed of light. That's right. Just to catch that baby. Oh, my gosh. Not to so, take it back to the sixth frame again, but uh, NetNet says it's Lake Orion. Orion? Orion. Orion. Because you got to pronounce local stuff wrong. I, I'm sorry. Lake Orion. Ori Orion. 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 Yeah, now I don't That's know. That's like, still. how do you say hey tie here? Yeah, hey tie. Inverse sales. Yeah. And, uh, you Nevada. Know, Nevada. Yeah, I don't want to. What about Uranus? Lebanon. Uran is it Uranus out here? I don't know. I've never been there or heard it pronounced. Yeah, we got to go visit. There is a uh, Uranus, Missouri. Orion, he said. Orion. Like Orion. Like Lorian, but like Orion. Like Lorian, but oh my God, how could I get this so wrong? Dis I bring dishonor. I bring dishonor to the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy threw the baby. He's facing several charges now, including attempted murder. Good. Good. Fuck him. And who throws a baby, dude? A sick fuck? I don't know. Come on, get a hold of yourself. Uh, 
You know who couldn't get a hold of themselves? Who's that? Anyone who was in this historic building in Oklahoma where the stairwell collapsed. Oh, no. And one of those people just happened to be Reba McIntyre. No! <laughs> They're trying to get Reba. They're all safe. They're all good. But I guess she was touring this historic building uh, for a... An undisclosed project she has upcoming. Oh, secrets, huh? But yeah, people were excited to see her coming out the window when the fire department was <laughs> rescuing all the people. Is that Reba? It is. Not a publicity stunt, I promise. No, no. Just so happened. Those stairs came tumbling down. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Woo! That baby <laughs> it was, was excited. It was scary. John, it was scary. It was scary. Let out a shout. <sighs> but you know what's not scary? What? Coming out to the No Agenda meetups. Like That's the one right. we've got here in Kansas City this Saturday. Yes. Ooh, I had that hot. That was a little scary. <laughs> that hot music coming in. As long as it's hot, I think we can deal with it. We're a hot country. What can we say? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, been a hot time. What can we say? What can't we say? This is a hot White House. We are a hot country. Hot bowls. In hot the bowls, bowls yes. Every token Tuesday. Well, your bowls burn hot, right? Uh, thanks Something for like hanging that. out. I don't remember. I know. I just got everything wiped. If you uh, think we still have a show, then come back again for more next Tuesday and every Tuesday thereafter, whether it's on the bowl stream or no agenda live stream, we'll be coming at you with bowl after bowl till you're sick. Uh, and I will be Sir Spencer. Wolf of Kansas City each and every time. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. And I'm Dame DeLorean. Until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Clothing is optional, but pot is not. Bowlafterbowl.com Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl, bowlafterbowl.com. They have some of the most soothing voices I've ever heard in the podcast. Yes! Yes! You'd love it. I tell you, man, that's the best thing for my body. The further I got into it, the more I liked it.